Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Life could be a little bit miserable, life could be dark, so we're here to bring you a little bit of light and hopefully plenty of joy. I'm joined by Stu, as usual, and again, I'm Bradley. How you doing, Stu? I am pretty good, yeah. I'm feeling a tad guilty for having disturbed your afternoon to bring you into the podcast on short notice, so I should have my bottom spanked for that, but I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy Ooh. doing that, so, you know. It's, it's not that sort of podcast, Stu. No, we'll just do that off air. Blue night. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I've just been, I kind of slept the afternoon away. Um, because um, I, did, I didn't mention it all last week. I can't remember if we spoke about it last week. Um, but yeah, I had a bit of a relapse with my eye a couple of weeks ago. And it's just gradually, gradually improving again. But I'm having afternoons where I can't do much. So I'm just laying there and, and napping like a cat. Yeah. Um, so I, it makes me wish I was a cat because they, they've got the best life. They really have. Yeah, they've got us completely suckered in, haven't they? And just Yes. Yeah, they are our gods. They really are. You can see where the Egyptians get it from. You really can, yeah. It's it's not, yeah, it's no coincidence this, you know. No, no. And I say it is really good. It is like, you will feed me and I will make you feel bad if you don't and I will hate you at times. But if I really do need something, I can make you love me. It's like it's like being in an abusive relationship, except like they're cats. Totally. I'm on. I'm on to them, uh, especially Zagreus. I mean, I can't believe I've got a cat named after a character from the Lord of the Underworld. So there you go. From the game Hades. Huh? It is from the game Hades. Yes, I've always wanted a cat named after a video game character, and I didn't want to go Zelda or Link or anything like that. It's a good choice. It's a good choice. Yeah, I like it. I don't think you can call a black and white cat Pac-Man either. <laughs> no, but that is a good, good name. Uh, yeah. Is, I might have to get a yellow cat. But no, if you get a yellow cat, you'd have to call it Pikachu. So yeah, I true. Need to find, you've got to find a snapping turtle. You can call that Pac-Man. Don't paint it yellow. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, don't get a hedgehog and paint it blue. That would be fun. I mean, yeah, you're, you're saying don't, but all I'm hearing is, go on. I know. I mean, that's kind of what I'm saying, actually. Yeah, that's what people should do. Yeah. But, yeah. Get a hedgehog and paint it blue. Yeah. Um, don't find a little fat Italian man and put red overalls on him, though. That's, that's probably taking it too far. It's kidnapped. You can't do that. True. It, it, will, not, it will not fly. No. No. I wonder, Stu, <laughs> if, you've got a little, if you've got a little red... Italian fat man with a moustache. I wonder. I do. I do wonder. Well, this place doesn't have a basement, but we do have like a shed out back. So, yeah, it's a possibility. Talking of wonder. Yeah. Talking of wonder. Um, I feel a segue coming on. I can feel it in my water. I can feel it. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Is that the one? I don't know. That is. Um, do you know what else has a wonder in it? What's that? A video game, Stu. Do you know what video game might have a wonder in it? A little fat Italian man. What's that? Is he not? He's not Italian, is he? He's New York now. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, he's still Italian in the games. That'll be video games, Stu. Hey, there we are. That took a long while. It did. Still not as long as last week's elongated. Ten anyway, minutes, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, video games, Stu. Yeah. What have you been, pl- what have you been playing? You start off with one, because I've got two quick ones to go through. So let's start with you. We'll treat the audience. Oh, nice. Let's treat the audience. Yeah. What have you been playing, Stu? Well, I've been playing 
uh, and I have played and completed a game called Sprawl um, on Steam, which is a, well, it calls itself a kind of retro shooter, but it's not really apart from the visuals. So it's a first person shooter and it's visually in the style of like PS1. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of things are coming out that look like PS1 games like Signalis and things like that. Um, Because that's old now. It is very old. (laughs) It's like 28 years. So that's a long time. But um, yeah, so it's got a really, really nice aesthetic, which we'll we'll come to obviously. But yeah, gameplay wise, it's uh, a mix of like, you know, a regular kind of shooter, kind of boomer shooter, kind of retro shooter, but more modern because it's got elements of like fear and um, (gasps) Ghost Runner and Mirror's Edge style wall running you, you hate me at fear yeah. you hate me at fear let's go so yeah come on, come on so it's got the carry on <laughs> so it's got the 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 wall running from like mirror's edge ghost runner you know parkour type thing and it's got the slow-mo that you would see in in like max Payne and fear and stuff like that um and uh it's visually it's like a cyberpunky dystopia kind of thing um really good style visually it's kind of you can there's like a four Le- there's four levels of retro <laughs> you can pick in the visuals and you can you see so you can go from like like a, a kind of more of a hint of the playstation aesthetic like right through to it looking like a blocky pile of kind of you know jank from the mid 90s um works fantastically well really really stripped back kind of great uh, you know like draw distance it, it's not demanding it's easy six, 60 frames on the steam deck but with a really nice style i mean it steals all of its you know it's in inverted commas like inspired by <laughs> lots of things yeah. you know so like every kind of sci-fi cyberpunk dystopia ever with like bits of syndicate in there bits of kill zone bits of yeah I'll- I like that it's key art on the Steam's kind of got like that uh, Metal Gear Solid aesthetic to it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're all like that, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's one of the best games I've played this year. It's a fantastic shooter. It's just really, really sharp, precise. The controls are magnificent. Um, They just work perfectly. Take a while to get used to as all these things with a bit of complexity do. But when you get into the zone with it, you you're pulling off some amazing stuff. Um and it's making you look really good even though you know you're just doing a few button presses. Really very, very satisfying. Great difficulty levels so it can adapt to to everybody really. Great um kind of gameplay accessibility settings as well in terms of like auto aim and field of view and things like that. Um it's just a really, really good game. I, I was like quite surprised. I bought it because it looked pretty, um, and I like you know that kind of a wall runny thing. I'm desperate for Ghost Runner two to come out next week, but um, yeah, I really, really surprised. Genuinely, happily surprised by it. Very good game. Highly recommended. It looks really. I, I see what you mean by it's like it, it's got the PS one aesthetics, but it's kind of it. It's kind of, but it's a modern game. It's got, like, they say, the draw distances in the trailers look really good. The movement looks modern and super smooth. I, I, I'm really liking the look of this. Um, and I'm, I'm like, I was honestly, I don't, I don't, we focus a lot on prices, but I think we're at an era where we kind of have to now, especially with a lot of AAA games being 70 quid. Yes. Um, 13 quid, Stu. Yes. 
And I got it on sale for eight ninety five, which is even more Jesus. ridiculous. A tenth of a AAA gaming price, and much higher on on my my list of the year than any any AAA game. Well, I haven't played the Mario game and, yet, but yes, <laughs> yeah. And it looks very um, to me. I'm looking. It looks like a Titanfall two ish as well in areas, uh, like the single player of Titanfall two. Yes, which I is really kind of oh yeah. I, I just it looks so so. Good. And I'm hoping I've added it to my wish list. Put it that way. Uh, what I'm hoping I can see with this is the characters or the enemies you see look fairly easy to see as you're running about um, in the trailer. So I'm hoping that's something that transfers across as you're playing because that is still with a lot of FPSs is my biggest issue. I just can't see what I should be aiming at, and this looks pretty decent for that in the trailers yeah it's not bad i'm not sure if there's any like direct accessibility settings i'll have a look but they do the the human enemies do have like glowing eyes which really helps um some of the robot enemies aren't as easy to spot but i think you'll get used to it hopefully um set the fov to quite wide so that things aren't zipping in and out of your peripheral vision as much and you you might be able to get away with it yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I've, I've added it to my wish list. Um, I'll pick that up next time it's on sale, and when my eyes are a little bit better as a treat, uh, yeah. before they make, before it, it looks fast enough that it'll make me go blind again. But nice and dark with with hints of colour. Yeah, this is right up my street, Joe. Yeah, uh, but I'm glad to hear that it sounds good. And, well, you, it plays good, and you're getting a fun time out of it. So yeah, um, you, you've you've got them a sale there. Nice, good. They deserve it. And if they get a sequel, maybe we'll get a nice little kickback on a code or two. Oh, that'd be nice. I think what's you what we're saying. I've not even played it, but yes, sequel. Make a sequel down the line. It'll be bought. They came out last month, thirteen months ago as well. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Really recent. Impressive. I like it when we can find stuff like that. That's not like completely under the radar, but he's not maybe got the attention it deserves and we could maybe bring a bit of attention to it um, mm. that looks right up there so yeah cool yeah cool. I'm really hoping it. I, I can't see any reason why it wouldn't get a release across all the consoles because even the Switch could have run it without any problems so fingers crossed even it's coming Switch. yeah this is where we are we're PC <laughs> yeah. even the Switch can run this yup it makes you wonder don't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like we're building to something because people are going to be left very disappointed. They really are. Week. <laughs> All they are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, moving on. Um, I've not been playing a retro-inspired FPS. Um, I've been playing a train-building game. There's a shock. Um, nothing says neurodivergence than trains. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been playing Valgrade. Um, it's a game that's been out a little while on Switch and um, Epic Games Store. Um, but has been sort of said, oh, it's going to come to Steam one day, etc, etc, etc. Now, when I've, I've got a Steam Deck, and as much as I can go, yeah, I can emulate Switch, or I can, um, I can sort of get Epic Games running, I don't always like jumping through those extra hoops. And if I know the game's going to come to Steam, I'd rather wait. Um, yeah. and get it naturally unless it's like Tetris and I'll just get it everywhere I don't care um, so I've been waiting for this one and I've had to be good but basically what Railgrade is and this, just like very quickly this one is a puzzle game 
that's kind of resource management and automation as well. So you go in, you get a level, and you move along levels, um, and you get scores for each level you do in terms of how quick it takes to complete. And you might get a task that says, right, you've got to supply the city with energy. And to supply the city with energy, you've got to get um, crude oil, take the crude oil to a plant, and then take the plant uh, take the energy that's created at the plant to the city. Now, to create the energy, you need workers that come from the city, and the city needs to grow to give you enough workers to be able to do that or to make it go faster. Um, and you have a budget, so the city might go, right, well, we need water. Um, so you supply water to the city via trains. If it's done via trains, by the way, this is why it's called rail grade. So you'll build a track that takes water to the city to help improve the population, to give you the option of more workers available. You need to then put workers in the plant that creates the energy. Um, and the more workers you've got, the faster they can create energy. And you use a train track to take the energy to the city or to a, an export point or something like that. And then you've got your crude oil, um, and you have to take your crude oil to the plant. Um, and basically, you can then, like, via um, tracks. Um, and what, what you essentially get is they can also use water to get catalysts. So you might create a track from the water stations or water pumps to, to the crude oil place. And that will give it a catalyst to produce faster. And then you get better trays to take it. And your basic idea is to automate the whole process um, and get it done as quickly as you can. Um, so literally, the second you get your first train running, you're on a time limit. And this is your only point of reference. It's how quick can you do it. Uh, but what this game's really good at and what I really like with these, I like being able to take my time to plan and stuff like that. You can basically plan to your heart's content. Lay down all your rail station, uh, all, your, all your rail lines and tracks and then stations to and from. And the timer doesn't start. The timer only starts when you put down your first train. And then it starts ticking down. And that's how you get, you get graded in it. Um, and basically, yeah, you need to then go, right, it takes time to build the city up. Um, to get the to get the extra workers, it then takes time to like start producing oil to then build that oil. But you need to get the workers to get the catalyst to get the things to build it up, and it's just layers like that, like on each and every level gets more and more convoluted, but in a really good way. So every level is self-contained, um, absolutely one hundred percent self-contained, and uh, yeah, I am absolutely adoring it. I'm a couple of hours in maybe about halfway through it's like 50 levels to it um and they're probably in the sandbox mode at some point down the line but oh god i i'm all for this someone who gets like plays resource management gets about two-thirds of the way through and then gets bored um and wants to start again level based like this yeah this is this is my jam this is absolutely outstanding nice all right good stuff yeah that's that's uh yeah kind of a one of those it might as well not exist if it's on just epic <laughs> for me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I'm glad. I'm glad you found that. That's uh, uh, your jam. I know it's, it's probably not your sort of game either. You're not big on the uh, resource management nah. type things, are you? It's. Nah. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those where it's like you go listen to someone talk to something where you just go, "I've got no interest in this game," but you something get excited about. It. You're just like, "I don't get it," but. 
good for you. Yeah, definitely. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, aye. And I mean, you know, it's it's for the audience as well. You know, you want people to to discover these things if they're into it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 it absolutely nails it. Now, some people have complained about it, and I have checked the discussions because there's no sandbox mode, and it is completely level-based. Um, I get why people want something that expands constantly over time, but there's games out there that does it. And they, they said if it does well enough, there'll be a sandbox mode, and it's on their, their uh, roadmap. Um, but, yeah, I everything about this, I am all in if they expand on it great if they don't and i'm done in 50 levels do you know what great i don't care because i'm enjoying what i'm getting out of it and yeah it's brilliant sweet so i know you've only got two i've got four um and that was my quick one i do apologize <laughs> uh but i will i will bring this next one down and then we'll move on to your your next one right because uh, we're keeping the train theme Stu. Ooh. Go on. We are. But do you know when you, you've done all your resource management, you've built your train lines and everything like that, and you're like, oh, I've done all that bit now. What do I want to go and do? You know what you want to go and do. You want to go and solve solve a crime on a train, Stu. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly you what I was be... thinking. Not like go and have a lie down and a cup of coffee. No. No, no. no you want to go and solve a yeah. crime. You want a, you want a fancy moustache. Yep. Speak with a bit of a French accent. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right? Maybe being a novel by a famous author. Possibly. You know. I've been playing Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. Um, now, I touched on this with you briefly last week. I can't remember if we've done it on air or off air. Um, and I basically said, this is a Telltale game, but good. Um, it was off air. And yeah. Yes, good. Because uh, people might have pushed back on it. Uh, but this is what this is. It's for me. It's uh, the Agatha Christie stuff is timeless, uh, absolutely timeless. And to see it, it's been remade and redone and every countless, countless times. Um, and murdered on the blah, blah, blah. murder on the Orient Express is probably her most famous story. I would say. Yeah, I, I don't think... think that's controversial to say. No, no, no. Either that or ten little whatevers. You know. Well, there you go. The fact yeah. you said Ted Little, whatever. So it's Murder <laughs> on the Orient Express. Um, and Hercule Primo, probably her most famous literary character as well. Um, but this is set in modern day. Um, so you've got the advantage of people having like mobile phones and, and things like that. But it's not futuristic. It's not like, like oh, look, we've brought it into the future. It hasn't gone down that. Um, it's still very classic looking. Um, and it's got this really cool had drawn 3D aesthetic of the Telltale games, um, which I really like. It, you can definitely tell it's got an aesthetic rather than trying to go for photo realism. Um, you move around freely in the world, but it's also point and click. Um, and you do have to solve uh, crimes. Um, you go and talk to people. Um, you get reads on them. You go and investigate areas. You look for clues. Um, and then when it's time to sort of like make accusations or solve a crime, you get this timeline type thing where you have to put together, you know, oh, how did this happen and in what order? And it'll go, yep, that's right. Okay, we can now use that. And it might build another thing to create another timeline thing that you can then go and present to someone else. And it's constantly expanding out like that. And it's kind of got two, where I'm at it at the moment, it's kind of got two mysteries in one going on. 
Um, but I, yeah, I'm absolutely drawn in. It, it's nailed like a modern day Agatha Christie setting so so well um, that I'm, at no point do I think oh, I'm playing just a really poor video game take on this. I feel like I'm watching a decent um, adaptation or playing a really good adaptation of a classic novel like the um, the tools for looking at items that you get in like the Spider-Mans and things like that where you click on something and then you drag it around you can turn it inside out and etc. that's there um, but it allows you to focus on what are you actually looking for it doesn't assume you as a player is going to go and look for the tiniest little scratch on a murder weapon because you might not be able to see it because it's a video game um, and it depends on what screen you're looking at so it kind of goes right if you pick this thing up and just turn it to the right area we'll tell you yep yeah, that, that's what you would have seen if you're Hercule Primo because your character's Hercule Primo not an idiot knows what they're doing um I've played games like Sherlock Holmes games before where you're kind of looking around and you've got Sherlock Holmes bumbling around looking for a most obvious clue because you can't quite click the right pixel. <laughs> um, so it's gone, let's get rid of that shit. You're playing Hercule Primo. He knows what he's doing. You just give us the right sort of area. We'll go, yep, that was the clue you was looking for. Um, we'll make it so that if there's something to read, we'll give you the information you need to gather from this stuff you need to read. Some might find it simplistic. I think what it does, it gets rid of making your character look like a bumbling idiot, which is always a good thing when you're playing a world-renowned detective. Um, but, yeah, um, it's superb so far. Um, really good murder mystery. Um, and I think, as I said to you, it's a Telltale game that's done how Telltale should make games better than they've ever done it, in my opinion. Oh. Um, others might disagree, but yeah, it's the best Telltale game that's not actually a Telltale game. Right. Well, one question that you probably don't actually know the answer to, but I'm assuming that they've changed the ending, like who the perpetrators are. Because otherwise you could just go, well, I know who it is from the book and the film and I can just you know, work towards that. Do you know or do you not know? I assume you don't know. I do not know yet. Yeah. Yeah. I do not know yet. Fair enough. Um, be interesting to find out. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I don't know because I've seen adaptations of Murder the Oviel Express and it has been changed up and because you could watch a TV series based on it or a film based on it and like you could watch it and go, well, there's no point watching it. I mean, it could end up going to a logical conclusion, um, but there's other stories intertwined in there. So this is what I think they've done really, really well. They've intertwined other stories in there. So you're not just going, oh, here's the plot of Murder, of the Orient Ex Murder on the Orient Express. Well, I think if that was the case, they'd just gone, here's the book again. Then you know what? Yeah, it might have been a bit tedious, but there's other things in there. Um, Point, and by the way, I've just got to really point out, one of the best onboarding tutorials I think I've ever played in a video game because it's pure tutorial, but it feels pure game as well. It doesn't over-explain things for you. It introduces you to things, but has a really good self-contained story about finding a missing ticket, um, which is just done really, really well and introduces a few of the mechanics, but then leads you nicely into into the game, which I have to say that is absolutely brilliant. Well done to the developers because, again, tutorials can suck, but they've absolutely nailed this one. 
nice. Which is surprising because it's from a micro. It's from Microsoft who have published this, and they're usually known for not not to. I don't think I've been overly mean for making fairly decent but janky published games. Um, this is brilliant, and yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Excellent. Good to hear. Um, also, someone said it's got outdated graphics on a on a review. It's not outdated graphics. Behave. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know what people expect these days. An art style is not outdated graphics. No, no. It looks um, like um, really poor photo realism is outdated graphics. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, it looks like um, dishonored that style to me. Yes. Yeah. This almost like a dishonored Telltale game. Yes. There we go. There's your box quote. There's your box quote. Uh, dishonored Telltale game. Uh, they were dishonored, weren't they? Telltale at one point. Uh, yeah. I uh, wonder about yeah. just how they acted and treated their staff. And, but anyway, moving on, Stu. What have you been playing again? <laughs> well, I've been playing a corker again. So, if, well, funnily enough, Sprawl I haven't played for a while. I completed it about three weeks ago, but I just I, I had to speak about it. I haven't had the chance yet. Um, and I've been playing this one on and off, but what I've actually been playing every night is uh, Hi-Fi Rush, but we've already talked about that, so I don't want to go into it too much, but it is now definitely going on my Games of the Year list because it's really transformed itself for me. So I'll talk about that towards the end of the year, which is really not that far away. Um, but what I've been playing... I've really thinking, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. It's gone, it's gone so fast as well. Um, but what um, I have been playing when I get the opportunity, which isn't that often, as you'll soon understand why, uh, is Samba de Amigo Virtual Party. Yeah, that's right, Virtual Party. Um, the reason I'm confused is because the other versions that are released that are almost identical, except not in VR, are called Party Central. Anyway, so it's that game, but in VR for the Quest. And um, yeah, it's it's a it's an absolute corker. So I know that it's had a kind of mixed reception on the Switch, um, I think partly because of the way the controls work, but um, partly because of you know partly because of the way it plays, and partly because of the the track lists. Um, for my money, I'm enjoying the tracks. I think there's a good mix of like crappy covers of famous songs and some ori- you know some original tracks and some Sega tracks and you know some not lesser but older perhaps pop songs and stuff like from like ten years ago or whatever and. Yeah, that I don't mind. I'm enjoying them, but the yeah, obviously the the gameplay is where it's at, and it really sings for me. So, <clears throat> I think what the difference is is with the VR game. There's a couple of things. One, the the things that you have to shake your maracas at <laughs> come into the screen rather than obviously from the center out like they do in the in the static 2D game. So yeah, that's kind of more Beat Sabery, and and as we know, Beat Saber is an absolute goat so it's you know if you like beat saber you're kind of gonna like anything that does similar um but it's distinct from it because the cadence the the number of times you have to do things like uh like shake like rattle your maracas <laughs> there's no way of saying that without it sounding funny um do you have to roll them roll them um you you, uh, you said shake and rattle so i could ah uh, gotcha yes yeah you kind of do yeah you kind of do because there's the only kind of thing that you don't do with them is like turn the thing in your hand, as in in your palm. <laughs> Basically, anything that you think you can do with them, I reckon. No, not that, Brad. I know where your brain's going. Um, you do. In- I actually wasn't for once, <laughs> but it's got that kind of thing, like you know, classic. Put you put put them where the 
the markers that are appearing on the screen, but it's also got gesture things that you have to do, like poses, like you do in the, the classic game. So it's got that. So you've got that movement. Um, it's also got like a, like occasionally like a question mark bubble appear that you have to hit and then it will bring up a mini game so you have to do like classic sega style mini not actual classic sega mini games but classic style so like i won't go into what they are have a look on google if you're interested have a look on youtube um lots of little mini games that pop up lots of variety in those um and what's best is it's got obviously difficulty levels when you've got the hang of it go straight into playing the harder difficulty levels because it really mixes up all of the kind of um, the regular style kind of shakes and, uh, you know, poses and stuff with, you know, all of the different mini games and all the kind of different actions you have to do and the poses and all that caper. It mixes them up really, really fast um, and makes a ton of variety and gives you a proper workout. And yeah, I, I'm just really enjoying it. I think it's it's excellent. It's a really good, really um, well-made, solid, polished, um, you know, sort of professional is the wrong word, but like a really, really good version of these style of games. And yeah, you feel like there are a lot of them around, but there aren't that many that are as precise and as quite as enjoyable as this. Um, so it's it's amongst the really good ones at the moment for me, I'd say. So yeah, if you like Beat Saber, if you like Pistol Whip, if you like any of those kinds of rhythm games in VR, you know, it's probably pretty much a must buy. Is it official Sega? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure if it was like because I know you like quite you you're quite big on fan made games and stuff like that as well. So yeah. I wasn't. I was. I made it sound like really. Oh god, you're into fan made games. I didn't mean <laughs> it like that. Fan made games are brilliant. Um, or people will mod um, older titles to work in VR, which I, again I think is absolutely brilliant. But it's an official, full official Sega um, Samba de Amigo in VR. It is. It is. And I, if you remember, I played that um, that one of Space Channel Five about a year ago. Um, yes. That you you uh, gave me the code for, and that was okay, but. You know, it wasn't amazing by any stretch. Um, and that was done by Sega as well. And But this is, like, completely different. This is... I'd say it's getting up there with the Sega of old. You could imagine this being in an arcade back in the 90s. You know, obviously, graphics and VR aside. Um, you really can. It's, it's, it's got there that level of old Sega polish uh, to it. Really, really good. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, Sega are on the up at the moment. Um, and never really got into... I, I'm not good with rhythm games, so I never really got into Samba de Amigo in terms of playing it properly, but um, it was fun with the maracas. I've got a bit... I did love shaking my maracas about. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I'm sticking with Sega then. Um, I've been playing a Sega game, Sega published game. Um, uh, talking about being on the roll. Now, this will be a quick one because I'm hoping we can maybe talk a bit more about it next week because I gave you a code for this one as well, Stu. Um, you did? And that is from Amplitude Studios. Um, you went, I did. You're so confident with that. Because what you could do if I turn around and went, now I'll be playing You Like a Dragon. What would you do, Stu? Hey? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'd do. You're a bit too confident now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> Back in your box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. um, I've been playing Endless Dungeon, 
which is the quasi-sequel to Dungeon of the Endless, which is a quasi-sequel to Endless Space and Endless something or other, like the Endless series of... I don't even know what they are. They're like 4K games, I think, originally. Um, and then Dungeon of the Endless is a, a roguelike tactical room-to-room sweeper. I don't know. It's I, I don't know how to describe these games. Strategy games. and it's, it's, I didn't realise Endless was such a endless thing. There's like so many genres within, within it and so many settings. Anyway, this is uh, Endless Dungeon, which is, the, I say, the quasi-sequel to the best of the Endless games, in my opinion. Um, where, like the first game, you go from room to room on a derelict space station, sort of type thing. I won't ruin the story for anyone. Um, and you have to sort of, uh, as you got get a central bot or central item to help you escape. Uh, but you got to protect it. If it dies, you die. If you die, you die. And you have to start again. And they're randomly generated levels. That's all the same. But instead of being not even turn based, but instead of being a slower. Um, based thing where you go from room to room, you can really have time to scope everything out and you kind of plan. This is a top down twin stick shooter when things go crazy. So you still go room to room, you still have to produce your resources and put down your targets because it's a tower defense game in places as well. You still have to put all this down and use strategy to work out what's the best way to get my crystal bot from where it starts to the escape room, uh, the, the, the escape door to then start the next level. Uh, and where's best to put the um, to put my turret? Can I put the right turrets? Do I even need to put these turrets, etc., etc.? Or do I want to upgrade my characters or my party or this and that or save my resources? You still got to do all that. But when a wave starts to try and attack you, it just turns into a full-on twin-stick shooter, and it's just brilliant. I played a couple of hours so far. I suck at it. Um, I can't really talk on the co-op side of it, which hopefully this is why I said maybe we'll talk about it further another another week. Uh, but I've got to shout it out because this has been one of my most eagerly anticipated games of the year. I did touch the beta beta briefly, uh, but I love the first one, um, and I didn't think it got enough love. Um, this one is out as of listening, just come out properly, um, and it is yeah, it, it is outstanding. Standing in every single way in terms of the pure gameplay loop. Uh, but I, yeah, I absolutely find it brilliant. Now, that being said, just a couple of accessibility things that I will feed back uh, and hope others feed back to them as well. Um, it's a bit dark in places. It could do with another couple of options to brighten it a little bit more uh, because I found it very difficult to see certain things at times. Um, so I, again, I think the dark rooms that there are there where nothing works have to be dark, but some of the normal levels are a little bit dark for me, or a bit too red, and they could do with something there that allows me as a user to boost it a bit more. The other thing is the UI, the scaling option needs untethering, it needs, it needs to go beyond 100%, and even if they say, oh, this might break the layout, because some of the, like, you, you go up to, like, um, uh, a turret or something, or you go up to an information bit, you press A to bring up the information, and it's tiny, so I have to use the Steam Deck's magnification. Uh, but because you've got to press A to bring up the information, 
allow me to make that bigger, bigger. Allow me to scale that much because it takes up the whole screen or something. Or give me an option because at the moment it's almost unreadable in places and I'm guessing. Um, which is a shame. Um, you do get to learn them. So you like, like some of it is you go up to a, a, a nest and you'll see, oh, the anything that comes out of here is, is susceptible to fire, but strong against acid. Um, so you do get to learn what the colours mean, but I really struggled to see what that was. Um, and again, I, I, they've done, the, there is accessibility options on there that make things well. Subtitle size is, is, is one. They need to extend that to the UI. And it's a shame that there is UI scaling, but I don't think it's there for an accessibility point of view. I think it's there for those who are playing on different size monitors, but they've not taken the Steam Deck into consideration, which again is a shame because other than that, it runs bloody perfectly on Steam Deck. Um, and yeah, I, that that's it. I don't want to finish this week on a negative because I am addicted to this thing. It is brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that a go when I can fit it in. I, I wonder mm. when I'm going to find the time, though. You know what I mean? Yes. So, But I wanted to cover it now, the single-player stuff, which is absolutely outside. I don't know where it goes because I'm rubbish at it and I'm, I've completed like a couple of floors in a couple of hours. Um I'll probably talk about this again down the line and hopefully a little bit further down the line if we can co-op it, me and yourself, we can then report back on that as well. Indeed. Um, oh, by the way, just point out, the AI in this, really solid. Um, I've not once had to go, oh, bloody AI is ruined this run yeah. for me. If anything, I've ruined the run for the AI. <laughs> um, so, well done. They've nailed that side of it. Just sort that UI out a bit. Yeah, a little bit, little bit on the user interface. Very cool. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, up there for being one of my games of the year, if it carries on where I'm going with it. So Nice. Excellent stuff. Now, finally for me, it's a game I've had for just over a week now. Um, that is one of my most eagerly, ethics, my most, you know me, Stu, I, I, I get excited about upcoming games. Can't help it. Um, but City Skylines 2. Which, yeah, I, I loved City Skylines. Um, it was um, one of my favourite clips of when I was trying to do Let's Plays back in my game style days. I was doing it with um, Moose Grinder, um, Steve, who used to write for us. Uh, showing off City Skylines too, and I was showing how good it is. And then it was just playing it. And I'd be playing it for a couple of hours. We started a new city. It's like, oh, it don't work. Why is it not working? I don't know why it's not working. And I built a one-way road going the wrong way. And it just made stop my entire city working. So we had half an hour of this of this like stream of me just going, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. Oh, I think I've broken it. I don't know if I've broken And I just put a road in the wrong way. But anyway, um, I love cities. City Skylers. I love building stuff. Um, I, I very rarely do the game, game, if it's like, uh, game inside of it where you get your missions and everything. I just go straight into sandbox it, let me build a city. Uh, but for this one, obviously, because it's you, I will go through, I could be going through the gameplay side of it. And if you've played any kind of SimCity or anything like that, City Skylines, Transport Manager, um, anything like that, you basically, you build roads, you connect those roads, you zone different industries, so like industry, commercial, residential, you zone those areas, you link them up with various different resources, you build, you grow, you start off with village, you end up with massive sprawling cities, away you go. The basic concept is all there. 
Uh, but what City Skylines 2 has done is really improve how that works. So the original Cities was brilliant, but it added the annoying thing where you had to generate your electric and then you had to bring your electric in using electric lines and then you had to sort of like hope that houses moved in no close enough to each other to help the electric jump from area to area. Um, you had to do manage like all your water pipes yourself and what everyone started doing was you just kind of go right water i'll just put them on the roads um and that's what everyone did so what they've done for this version is is really good you could produce your own electric use like a coal power plant or, or stuff like that or wind turbines as, as you did in the old game but what happens now is all your electric is basically under the ground along your road. So you build a road, you've got an electric connection. Absolutely brilliant, really well done. Same with water. Um, you basically, everything flows along the uh, the the, uh, the streets, um, underneath, obviously along the streets, otherwise you live in Venice. You don't want to live in Venice, that's not a vacant city building. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything flows um, in pipes under the streets, as it does in real life. And then the only thing you need to do is if you've got to take it out to the water, you then use drag basically one pipe out to a water intake, another pipe out to a water um, outgoing sewage thing, um, treatment plant, whatever. And yeah, it's all then managed for you. Doesn't go through highways, so you do need to maybe then do like connections from roads to highways and uh, like through the highways to the other city or the other town or whatever. Realistic in that point of view, and it, but it's really, really good and gets you uh, rid of some of the annoying micromanaging. The cities grow a lot more realistically, um, and the the, the uh, citizens you have seem to have a lot more personality to them to the point where you can literally follow a citizen's day-to-day -day life and they'll do it on their chirper um which is really weird because now chirper's better than that twitter um so their fake social media thing is better than real social media so there you go <laughs> uh, but you can follow their lives properly and they grow they learn they go to work they come home they they, they like you there's a there's almost like you can find like little mini stories going on in your world if you really wanted to which is really nice um the buildings grow in a much more natural way. So if you was to build a corner plot, eventually it might grow and actually build an actual corner building uh, between roads and like, and like really big office and things like that. And it's just, if it just looks nicer and plays nicer. Um, and overall, at a starting point, so here's, here's an issue you get with something like a cities game. You know this is going to get absolutely modded to buggery. Um, and they will improve it. And there's lots of great things they've taken from the last game and put in. Some things are still missing that they, the community will end up building on. And I don't think Colossal Order are lazy with this. Um, I think that's very harsh on them. But they know the community are going to go and do stuff. And I think they've got... We haven't got to worry about that. Um, nothing major. Just little things um, that are so minor. I can't even think what they are right now. Um... And I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I'm still getting to grips with it. Everything's there. I'm getting used to some of the new tools, the traffic management, the road management. And, you know, I've got to wait till I can get really deep into the game. But really, really enjoying it. The only issue I've got at the moment is it sucks on Steam Deck. Um, it runs at, like, a frame a second. It doesn't yeah. like the Steam Deck at all. It's very yeah. CPU-bound. Um, 
and it's it's not been optimized yet um because i've been playing like not early access version but a pre-release version um and they have been gradually improving it and they've given us reviewers tips on what we could do to get better performance out of it uh but that again the original game had issues like that. This is going to have issues with that. It's one of those games where you almost go, right, I accept this just to get it out and let let the community do what they've got to do because you, you, I'm excited for what the community will do with this. I'm not excited for what Colossal Order will do with this. I'm excited for what the community will do. And that, for me, is more important than what Colossal Order do. So I'm glad they've got it out. Um, it's not been released as early access, so it is a feature complete game. But if you've played this or you've played any of their games or anything like that, you know it's going to improve over time. You know it's going to have features added to it. This is the much better starting point than the original game was. Doesn't run on Steam Deck, but to be honest, the original Cities, I tried playing that on Switch and that was a god awful experience. I tried playing it on console, that was a god awful experience. The only way to really to play these games is on a fully fledged PC. And this continues that, but I am really, really, really enjoying it, and I can't wait to get further into it. Nice, yeah, excellent. That's uh, another one that's not for me, but um, it's it's one of those years where there's all sorts of cracking stuff come out. It's like been a really pretty classic year for releases, and there's still a, a couple of big ones left. So, yeah, not bad at all, really. Yeah. yeah. I'd be not even adding new Tetris. No, I know. Crazy. I might have to put something else at the top of my list this year. <laughs> yeah, for once. Um, although I did find a Tetris light game that I could talk about oh, today, but maybe next week. God. Um, that's, yeah, do you know what? It's not bad. It's not Good. bad. It's not Tetris, but it's not bad. Uh, but I'm being harassed because I have got, because I've got to leave. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to preamble it I'm just going to shut up now <laughs> I know so yes as usual follow us on all the socials check out our content on the website and as usual we shall see you next week stay safe and stay sane